Welcome to How to Read, Understand, and Make Use of the Scriptures. So we've been talking about uh, principles of biblical interpretation, and specifically when we're reading books of, uh, of the Bible, especially books like uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, uh, and now the book of Revelation. We're going to be talking about how a text cannot mean what it never meant. Uh, so we've been using this little phrase, uh, context, 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 content, content, content. And so we'll be looking at the book of Revelation and uh, understanding that different books have different ways of um, uh, revealing the nature of God. And uh, just as there's different types of figures of speech, there's different types of literature as well. So the book of Revelation, uh, the book of Ezekiel, the book of Daniel, parts of Zechariah, uh, are what we would call apocalyptic literature. Uh, the word apocalyptic just means to uncover or to reveal. And it can do that through symbols and through uh, through visions. And um, so just think of visions that you will uh, come across in uh, these books of uh, that, that use apocalyptic literature. Um, Let's let's make a distinction between, say, an art museum and a textbook, right? So you can you can uh, look at a piece of art uh, in a uh, textbook and uh, maybe even read about um, you know how to create uh, this art, but uh, it's not until you sit right in front of that piece of art in the museum that then um, you'll be looking at it and you you might be a little uh, taken back. Right, you might say such things as "I, I just don't, I don't understand uh, this. I don't get it." Um, you know, what is uh, what is the artist trying to say here? What does it mean? Or you'll look at something and say, "That's pretty intense. It's it's it sparks something in me. I don't know what to what to do with this uh, reaction that I have to this uh, this piece of art." Well, uh, sometimes it's helpful. That if there's an accompanying text or something that the artist has written about the circumstances of, uh, you know, his life at that time or, you know, what he was trying to portray, uh, that the artist then interprets the art. So he'll come alongside of you and help you understand the meaning of it. Uh, you know, sometimes art is just uh, is done without that interpretation, right? The artist just says, well, if I tell you what the you know significance of the meaning is, kind of ruins the whole point of, you know, the artistic interpretation. Um, but what we have in the scriptures is this, uh, we, we could call it the real teacher, the Holy Spirit, will help us understand uh, the language, the literature, the symbols, uh, the the dreams and the visions. So um, scripture interprets the scripture. So in Revelation chapter nine, um, the apostle John is told he's on the island of Patmos. Write therefore what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. So if you read the book of Revelation, you'll see these uh, series of visions and dreams and very uh, vivid you know, uh, artistic uh, descriptions of uh, what's, going, what's going on 
in uh, in the vision itself. And uh, it's speaking of what we call the end times. Now, sometimes we're wondering, you know, are we are we in the beginning of the end times? Is this the middle of the end times? Is this the end of the end times? And sometimes we just don't quite know where the reference point is. Uh, well, we are in the end times, right? Ever since the the death and resurrection of Christ and uh, his uh, his rule and reign. Now, in the church, through all the gifts that he gives to us, we have been told as the church to be ready for the reappearance of Christ and that we are currently in the end times. Now, that message then is for us while we wait is to beware uh, and be aware and be ready, but don't be afraid. In fact, we're told to be blessed. In fact, when you read the, the book of Revelation, it's going to have that as the heart of the message. Beware, be aware and ready. Don't be afraid. But these words were written so that you might be, might be blessed. And again, the blessing is going to come always through the person and the work of Jesus and the gift that comes to us through his death and resurrection, uh, the forgiveness of sins. So Revelation chapter 1 begins this way. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. And he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And then, I guess, um, mark this little verse here, verse 3, when you're reading the book of Revelation. And if you get overwhelmed or afraid um, about the words. Mark this word and uh, this verse and come back to it. Blessed, it says here. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. So you know you're reading the book of Revelation in a wrong way when you're full of fear and terror. Uh, yes, we are to beware and be aware and don't be afraid. Uh, we are to be blessed. So if you read the, the book of Revelation and it sparks all this fear and apprehension and worry, um, let's go back to verse 3. Blessed. Blessed is the one who reads these words of the prophecy. Blessed are those who hear it. Take it to heart uh, because the time is near. Now, what is the substance of that being blessed? Why should we not be afraid. Yes, beware. Yes, be ready uh, and be aware, um, but not to be afraid. Well, what is the substance of that that blessed news? What's Revelation chapter 4 and 5? In that, it's the message that we win, that we belong to Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 5 says, Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. And he had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he came and he took the scroll from the right hand of, of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. So, I mean, pretty pretty intense picture, isn't it, right? Well, what, what, what is going on here? Verse 9. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will 
reign on the earth. And then verse 11, Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand upon ten thousand. And they circled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then it says, I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen, and the fell and the elders fell down and worshipped. So um, again, um, we are to, told to be beware. Uh, beware and be ready, not to be afraid, but but to be blessed. And so the storyline of Revelation is not in this traditional, you know, sense of you go to a, a movie or read a book and it starts, you know. And then it moves through these different plot uh, lines, and uh, it's a linear story. Um, Revelation isn't a book like that. It's an apocalyptic book full of visions and dreams. And you could look at it this way. It's a series of visions that speak of the same end-time events in different ways. So it's like you watch a little bit of the movie, um, and you, you, um, you're told a story, you're given some visual uh, images and reference points. And then all of a sudden, uh, you see it from a different angle, but it's the same series of events, um, but just seen from a different way. So this is really what uh, what the book of Revelation is like, seven end-time scenes, speaking of uh, these similar end-time events uh, in, different, uh, in different ways. So you'll have uh, the scene uh, of seven seals in chapters 6, 7, and 8, seven trumpets in chapters 8 through 11. There'll be this war in heaven, chapter 12, uh, seven bowls, chapters 15 and 16, um, Babylon overthrown, uh, chapters 17 and 19 through 19, the final judgment, chapter 20, and then 21 and, and chapter 22, the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem and the bride. So you get these different end time scenes. So again, not, not this sense of a linear, linear plot. You start at point A and then you move to B and C and then all the way through to the end. No, it's like you're watching a movie and uh, you get seven different viewpoints of the same set of events. Again, the, the message is beware. Yeah, it is the end times. And we do have an enemy who prowls around like a roaring lion. Be aware and be ready. The Lord Jesus said that, uh, you know, when you see the signs of the end times, lift up your heads and not to be afraid. If you're afraid, go back to verse 3 of chapter 1 and the encouragement that we are blessed. Whoever reads these words of the book of Revelation will be blessed because they speak of the person and work of Jesus. So again, um, when you're reading that book, if you ever are afraid, go back to Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 5, and it points to the person and work of Jesus with this message that, uh, that we win, that God is for us, who can be against us. And then this great, great gift that when we have the forgiveness of sins, um, we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he gives to us all of his gifts. So we take heart 
we read the scriptures, even these uh, somewhat difficult portions of scripture, you know, strange to our eyes and ears, and always context and content. And we take heart, remember, uh, that the triune God, um, behind all of these visions and symbols and words, he wants us to hear him. He wants us to understand him. He wants us to know him. He wants us to believe and to trust in him. Specifically, that if the Lord Jesus is for us, who can be against us? If we have been crucified with Christ, we no longer live. He lives in us. He works through us. And he will be with us always, even to the very end of the age.